My entitled friend demands that I have a mole on my face surgically removed if I want to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. And now I'm completely torn and I seriously don't know what to do. So I'm posting this because I'm going back and forth on this issue and I honestly overall feel very conflicted. My friend by the name of Zoe, that's not her real name, is getting married and I'm set to be a bridesmaid in her wedding, which is early next year. I'm a 24-year-old female and she's a 25-year-old female. I am excited for the wedding and I'm doing everything I can to help her out with planning and setting things up. Recently, Zoe asked me out for coffee away from the other bridesmaids as she said that she wanted to talk to me about something privately. So I agreed and I asked her if there was something wrong. She said it was nothing huge and that she just wanted to talk to me. So I met up with Zoe the other day just like she asked me to and it was right there that she said something I honestly never thought anyone would say to me. She said, I want you to get that mole on your face removed before my wedding. Now for some context, I have a mole on my right cheek and it's kind of near my nose. It's not huge but it's definitely noticeable. Zoe explained that she wanted everyone to look really good in the wedding photos as well as on the wedding day which I really do think is understandable overall. She then said the mole on your face is going to be a distraction. It's just not going to look good in any of the photos. She then said that she would pay for the surgery out of pocket as she could afford to do that and all I would have to do is go in and get it removed. I then told her that I really would need some time to think about She then said to me, I understand, but just so you know, this will be a mandatory procedure if you want to be one of my bridesmaids. And after that, I just said that I would get back to her. Now, I'm really conflicted over all of this because I have had times where I've been insecure about my mole and Zoe wasn't lying when she said that it distracts from my face. So if she was asking me to remove it, it may be better in the long run. And as a plus, she's going to be paying for all of it. However, I don't really know if I want such a procedure done on my face which is why I'm thinking about not going through with it. But on the other hand, Zoe is my friend. And more importantly, she's the bride. And I want her to have the best day ever, which is why I think I may be the jerk if I didn't get this done. And just to clear a few things up, I'm not completely insecure about my mole, at least not so much anymore. I used to cover it up with foundation and heavy concealer and all of that. And now I feel more comfortable wearing less makeup and not covering it. It doesn't mean that I 100% love it, but I'm slowly starting to embrace it. I haven't really mentioned anything about my insecurity to Zoe, except maybe once or twice in the past. What this comes down to is that I don't know if I would actually want a procedure like that done, but I'm conflicted because maybe going through with it would make me look better in some kind of way. Zoe also said that she wanted me to get it removed for the ceremony and not just for the pictures because she doesn't want me to look bad to the other guests. So honestly, am I the jerk in this situation if I don't go through with this? What should I do? I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it out loud. I think your friend Zoe is a complete jerk. Who in their right mind would go up to their friend and be like, yeah, that mole on your face, we're going to need to have that removed if you want to be a bridesmaid in my wedding. Like, what are you talking about? That is not a friend in my opinion. If she really cared about you, she would be saying, yes, come as you are and show up. But instead, it seems like she's letting out some very serious feeling she has about that mole on your face. And she's clearly saying, yeah, I've never liked it. And now that you're going to be one of my bridesmaids, now I can finally get it removed for you. Like, what is going on right now? Look, if you want to get the mole removed, go for it. If that's your decision, then go ahead and get it done. But I would not let some shady friend who clearly has had negative things to say about your face in the past convince you that just because you have a mole on your face, you're somehow unattractive and unappealing. That is so disgusting to say to somebody. And honestly, there's no good excuse for that. And also, why is she not like hiring a photographer to just Photoshop the mole out of the pictures if it really bothers her that 
that much. And that would not even cost that much money. That would be so easy to do. Like seriously, think about it for a second. Any friend who's saying, oh, you can't be in my wedding unless you have cosmetic surgery. That person is not actually a friend. And it's seriously insane that you're even considering going through with this. So no, you're not the jerk if you don't want to go through with it. Just because you have a mole on your face doesn't mean that you're a distraction. And I'm pretty sure your face is just fine with or without a mole. Any skin marks, acne scars, moles, or freckles, none of that means that you're a distraction or somehow unattractive. And the fact that your friend would try to force you to have surgery just to be a bridesmaid in her wedding is honestly insane, and you definitely do not deserve that in the slightest. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for demanding that my bully gets a better punishment after he treated me and my friends like absolute garbage? Here's what happened. So before I go any further, I just want to say that every name is fake here, so no confidential information is being shared. Anyways, this started when I was in elementary school with my friend by the name of Bill. Bill is not his real name. We were like brothers, but first, I've got to go a little bit further back in the past. When I was around 8 or 9 years old, when I had this friend by the name of Sam. Sam is also not their real name. Sam used to be my best friend until he became friends with Brad. Brad bullied me like almost every day, and Sam still wanted to be friends with him. We had our ups and downs, but we remained friends, but not as close as before. Then I found a new group of friends, but only two are really important, namely Bill and Andrew. One day during a cold winter, our school organized an activity where you could have a bunch of activities like tug of war, parkour, and all this other stuff, and it was amazing, all the way until it wasn't. You see, I was ready to get back to class until I saw something unexpected. Bill was getting bullied by a group of kids, including Brad, so I went to see what was going on. They were arguing about a soccer game, and someone was bothering Bill's teammate, and he got mad and it got physical. Someone strangled Bill because he tackled someone, which is absurd. They were pushing him and insulting him, and I was concerned for my friends. So I went to talk to him, and one of the kids said, Um, who are you? Mind your own business. I said to them, I'm his friend. What's going on here? Why are you surrounding him? And then I spotted Brad. But I didn't want to jump to conclusions, so I just kept asking them what was going on. That's when the same kid said, Oh, he has friends? That's funny. So I was like, Yeah, I'm right here, idiot. When they told me it's not my business, the bell eventually rang. So I thought it was the end of it, until Brad started laughing with his friends, and then something just snapped. I turned around and I started pushing him, while saying, you think that's funny? And I said this over and over again while pushing him. His friends were holding me back while I was trying to punch him, and I would have done it too if the teacher didn't intervene. They said that Brad and I have to go to the office to sort this out, but he said that he didn't have to go because it was okay, but I shut him down. When we arrived at the office, Brad, myself, and a few other witnesses were there too, and it was also Andrew, my best friend, the supervisor, all talking about what happened. But Brad wouldn't stop lying. And then Bill came in, and it was an immediate checkmate. It was three against one. We've already won. So when we explained, it was done. Bill thanked me and was super grateful, and I was happy too that I stood up to him. Fast forward a few days, and we found out his punishment was no soccer for a few weeks, and we were furious. We went to the supervisor and told them that they need a better punishment because this guy straight up strangled him, and that he at least deserves to be suspended for at least a day. But he said no. So we told the director to give him a better punishment, and they said no as well. He couldn't do anything about it, so we just ignored them. After all 
all of this, I went to tell my dad, and my dad agreed with me, but not my mom. She said I put myself in danger, and I told her I was just protecting my friends. But she didn't care, and told me I was careless and reckless. So I was sad and mad, and I told my dad about it, and he told me she was just being very protective of me. So I calmed down, and I understood. So am I the jerk for demanding that my bully gets a better punishment? What should I do? I don't think you're a jerk at all. It sounds like you stood up for your friends when they couldn't stand up for themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think you were really in danger. I think the fact that you stepped in and told them, hey, cut it out, is the reason why this didn't escalate any further. So no, you're not the jerk in this situation. I completely understand where your mom is coming from, and obviously you need to be more careful and maybe stay away from that guy. But with all things considered, I think it was a really good thing to stand up for your friends and help them out when they were obviously in a time of need. My fiance cheated on me last year after we've been together for nearly 10 years. And now that we're about two months out from getting married, I'm so torn up on the inside and I now seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. So as the title states, my long-term partner of nearly 10 years and current fiance admitted that while he was traveling in South America last year, he cheated on me. He told me unprompted as soon as we woke up yesterday morning and I still have not processed how I feel. It was completely out of the blue and unexpected. As far as I know, he had never been unfaithful and I have no idea how to react. We've been engaged for nearly six months and we are supposed to get married in January. Now, before you ask, why are we getting married in January? Well, my mother has stage four cancer and I want her to see me get married before she passes. He said he didn't feel guilty for cheating as the quality time he spent with this other person, if you know what I mean, was really bad. And he didn't tell me as he was planning on breaking up with me, but then changed his mind when he got back home. I'm so twisted and confused on what to feel. He said he told me because it was something I thought I needed to know all before we got married. He told me I could have a free pass to get back at him, something that I would never want to do as I love him deeply and only want him. As for why he was in South America without me, he was laid off and went with his best friend who was supposed to be his best man at the wedding and I couldn't take the time off from my job at the time and I knew he had always wanted to go so I thought that it was a good idea but clearly I was naive. I've always assumed that these types of scenarios were made up or happened to other people and I now just can't fathom how I find myself in this scenario. I don't want to break up with him if there is any hope. I love him deeply and I would like to believe that people can overcome their mistakes but I have zero idea of what to do. I'm looking for relationship therapists of course but I don't have the words for even coexisting in the same flat at the moment. What should I do? Honestly there are like so many red flags here. First and foremost it's the fact that he cheated on you. He literally went to another country and cheated on you and then didn't tell you. All under the assumption that it wasn't what he wanted. And then he tries to offer you a free pass to do whatever you want with another guy. Like I'm sorry that's really weird in my opinion. And that's really sketchy as well. It just really seems like he wants to try and get even in the best way possible. But like who would want to do that in the first place? I can't imagine having a free pass after my partner cheats on me. Like that would be awful. And it's also especially devastating because I'm willing to bet that he knew that your mom has cancer. He knows the situation she's in and you guys were planning on getting married in January so that she could actually be there and see you get married. And then he goes around and does this. Like what in the world is going on? So honestly, I don't blame you for feeling hurt. This is such a massive betrayal of trust. And I know if I was in your shoes, I would feel the exact same way. An entitled Kevin decides to freak out at a brewery demanding food that they don't have despite the fact that he could easily get his food at their sister restaurant about two miles away. And I've never been more blown away by 
by somebody's idiotic entitlement in my life. Here's what happened. So my girlfriend and I are at one of our favorite breweries having a laid back drink on a Sunday in their outside area while eating a pizza from their outside area pizza spot. This pizza spot is a special side spot with their own little oven for their larger restaurant about two miles away, which is their brick and mortar restaurant and just collaborates with the brewery itself. And it's right about here that the Kevin of the story comes into play. Kevin sternly walks out and asks the two staff workers, who are young and respectful, but still don't take garbage from anyone, if his food is finally ready. We're only sitting a few feet away, so we have a front row view of everything that's going on. The staff says that they currently don't have any orders pending, and he smugly shows his phone with his toast tab order. The worker tells Kevin that that's their main restaurant up the street, and that he'll have to pick it up there. But Kevin is outraged, and says that they should just make it because they are the same company. So the staff tells him that's not how it works. He then proceeds to ask to speak to the manager and they said to call the restaurant where he placed his order because that's where their manager is at. Kevin tells the staff member to cancel the order and the staff tells him they can't do anything about his order because it didn't go to them and tells him that he has to call the restaurant. He then begs them to just make the order but the staff member tells him that half of his order is salads and with the other items they don't even have it to make that as they only make pizzas at this location. This Kevin is still outraged. By this time he very well could have just gone to the restaurant and picked up the food, but instead he just stands there staring, seeing if that will make any kind of difference. But the staff straight up ignores him. He eventually yells out, screw this and runs back to the inside of the brewery. Fast forward to 10 minutes later and I see him getting into his car and screeches his tires in the direction of the restaurant. He comes back with an armful of food and you can tell he's extra upset because he lost his rock star parking spot and had to park at least a few blocks away. And this truly was the perfect way to top off a Sunday. Wow, that guy was really weird. He really was like, please just make it here. It's like, dude, we only make pizza at this place. Like, what do you want? This guy had like salads and literally anything besides pizza. And he's like, come on, just do it. Make it for me. Like, no, that's not how it works, man. Just like get a life and go over to the other restaurant. I really can't stand people who act like this. It's obnoxious. It really does like dampen the mood because like here you are if you're the original poster and you're trying to enjoy some food on a Sunday and then this weirdo comes around and he's like please make my food I know it's not pizza but come on just make it anyways like these people are not magical they can't just pull food out of nowhere so yeah that Kevin was being really weird and honestly I just can't stand when people act that way a passive aggressive Karen at my church thinks the world revolves around her stupid son and after my church group had to cancel an activity for one week this lady loses her mind letting all of us know how awful we truly are for canceling a volunteer activity. And I'm so sick of this lady and I truly want to give her a piece of my mind. Here's what happened. So my awesome husband spends a few hours every other week leading a youth group for boys ages 8 to 12 years old with a couple of other male adults. He does an amazing job. He does these fun activities for them, spending hours googling ideas and planning things out. He's also one of the leaders who stuck around long term and got to know each one of the boys. He even uses some of our own funds for these activities, which is totally fine. I love that he volunteers some of his time to the kids that need it. Now, the mother of one of these kids, we'll call her Miss Passive Aggressive, because she is incredibly passive aggressive, and incredibly rude in the group chat the leaders have with the parents, but she's also very active in our local church, and she acts very holier than thou. And trust me when I say this, it is very obnoxious to deal with. Anyways, my husband texts the group chat a couple of weeks ago, letting the parents know the activity is canceled this week because we're going to be out of town and the only other 
leader who does anything is also going to be out of town. The other two are so unreliable, and they said that they wouldn't even be showing up either. So the activity's canceled. Not a big deal, right? And it's the first time this year that this has happened, with the exception of maybe the holidays. Well, Miss Passive Aggressive absolutely flipped her lid, questioning why they were canceling and how it was so inconvenient for her and her precious little baby boy. She texted each leader individually with her complaints, which I thought was wildly inappropriate. My husband just told her to take it up with a youth organization who oversees everything. But me being the petty person that I am, I really want to give her a piece of my mind. My husband is donating lots of time and a bit of money even to make sure that your son has fun and you're whining due to calling off one activity? Like, lady, please. It's such a shame that she can't be grateful, even if just for a little bit. Yeah, that sounds really obnoxious. Like, think about it. You're volunteering your time for a local church. You're doing all these activities on your own dime. You're spending all this time and effort just to make these activities happen. And then this stupid, miss-passive-aggressive Karen comes around and says, what, you're canceling? How dare the volunteer army be unavailable for their volunteer work? My little kid's gonna be missing out. Like, what are you talking about? Is this really a make-or-break situation for you and your kid? I can't imagine taking one week off of some kind of activity is somehow gonna be like a make-or-break moment in anybody's life. Plants change all the time in life, and this is literally just one of those examples. So with all things considered, I really don't blame you for getting upset. The way that lady was acting was really obnoxious, and there was no reason for her to complain and give out all these complaints, all because they had to cancel for literally one week. I was nearly incorrectly billed for $50,000 just for getting a medical procedure done, but when I tried to call them up to get more explanation as to why this was billed incorrectly, they refused to talk to me without an attorney present, so I decided to maliciously comply, and I put them in their place in the best way possible. Here's what happened. So I was in a very bad car accident in 2021. I ended up with a five-day hospital stay and had to have months of physical therapy and follow-up care with a number of doctors, most of the time getting records, setting appointments, getting pre-authorizations, or anything related to my care was simple and didn't really involve much, and it could almost always be authorized by my name and my birth date. I called a provider who had billed my insurance incorrectly so they wouldn't pay for it, and I was getting stuck with the bill. And the call went something like this. The company said, hello, please be advised this call may be recorded for training and quality purposes. How can I help you today? I told them that I recently got care at your location, but there was some incorrect billing, and now I'm being billed and not the insurance company. The company then said, can I please have your name and date of birth, which I happily provided. Then they said to me that they are unable to speak with me about this matter. At this point, I was completely blown away. So I said to them, wait a second, why can't you talk to me? What's going on? The company then said, I am only authorized to talk to an attorney about this matter. So it's right about now that I decided to maliciously comply. I said to them, what, are you kidding? Okay, in that case, I'm representing myself for all legal matters. Now please discuss this matter directly with me. The person on the other line went silent for about four seconds. They then said to me, one moment, sir. I get put on hold for about three minutes, and when they come back, we get straight to discussing my issue, and we end up getting it resolved fairly quickly. Now, I don't think that they had run into that before, so they had to figure out if that loophole counted, and it does and always should. I mean, the fact that they tried to lie to me and say that I had to have an attorney just to talk to them was honestly so disturbing. Yeah, that's honestly insane to me. You know it's a big mess up when they skip the patient and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to one of your attorneys. It's like, what are you talking about? The original poster actually ended up giving some more information. They said it was a bill that was charging them over $50,000. But thankfully, the insurance ended up paying somewhere around $500. And 
I mean, that is a massive mess up. That is such a big mistake that it's honestly just unacceptable. So good for you for standing up for yourself. These people were completely incompetent. And the fact that they tried to skate around this and try and act like, oh, I can't talk to you without a lawyer. That, in my opinion, shows they are really sketchy and you probably don't want to do business with them anytime soon. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.